Hi, I want to talk to you about joining in with what God is doing. Um, the stuff of life, uh, the events of your life, the events of the world around us um, present us always with choices. How are we going to react? Who are we going to be in the light of what is going on, what is happening maybe to us or, or to our world? Uh, and in all of those, we have a choice of kind of going for what suits us or what we want. Or there's the option to join in with what God is doing. And that's what I want to talk about today, joining in with what God is doing. We're in Genesis chapter 42. I'm not going to read the chapter to us, so um, it might be that you want to pause the video and read the chapter, or you might want to read it later. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to pray see it. So Joseph has got this amazing job in Egypt. Uh, he's pretty much running the whole country, preparing it for the famine that has come. His brothers back in Canaan uh, experience the famine uh, and in conversation with their father, they say, we need to go to Egypt to buy some grain. Jacob, uh, who is still mourning the loss of Joseph, says, yes, you can go, but don't take Benjamin, Joseph's younger brother. He wants to keep him back. They go and um, they are recognised by Joseph when they bow down before him. And if you remember, that is his dream, wasn't it, that he saw his brothers bowing down before him. Joseph doesn't reveal himself to them, but instead tests them, challenges them. He accuses them of being spies. They tell Joseph, oh, well, they don't know it's Joseph, but they tell this Egyptian ruler their story, that they are brothers, that one brother has um, died or is missing, and that there is another brother back home, and, uh, and that they are not spies. The Egyptian ruler slash Joseph says, well... I don't believe you, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep one of you back. So he keeps Simeon back, and he says, and you may take, buy the grain, and you may go, but in order to get your brother who I have kept um, in prison, you must come back with your younger brother. They journey home. On the way home, they discover that um, their sacks are filled with the gold um, that they had used, or they thought they had used to buy the grain. They're troubled by this. They get back, they explain the story to Jacob, who, um, operating out of fear, does not want to send uh, his beloved Benjamin down to Egypt. Reuben offers his two sons um, almost a kind of his equity. He says, no, let us go, let us take Benjamin, and if we don't come back and we don't bring Benjamin back, you can have my two sons and do with them you would. Um, so that's the kind of chapter in the Precy. Um, do take time. Have a read of it. But what I, I want to look at is when we're joining in with what God is doing, what jumps out from this chapter? Let me put the Bible down. The first thing, uh, it, it's all about getting over yourself, interestingly enough. And the first thing is, is kind of getting over how I feel about the circumstances of life. Getting over how I feel about the circumstances of life. Um, we need to understand that, that life has a whole range of stuff that happens in it, but that in everything, these are opportunities for God to work his purposes out. The famine in this story is an opportunity for God's story of redemption and rescue that started with the fall when he made a promise to um, Adam and Eve, um, that carries on with the call of Abraham for his family to be a blessing and that is working itself out now through Joseph and his brothers, that this famine is an opportunity for God to work those purposes out. And I don't know about you, but, but actually quite often when stuff happens, whether it be in culture or whether it be in my own life, I often react about how it affects me, what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, as opposed to asking God, what are you doing? How are you working your purposes out? 
Our world has kind of, there's probably two views of history that float around our world. There's a, there's a view that kind of says that history is cyclical and everything moves in circles and we keep on making the same mistakes. There's another view that history is progressive and that we are getting better and we're learning more. Uh, and if we can apply our learning, things can get better. But there is the Christian worldview that, that actually history has a telos, a goal, um, a restored eternity with God. And when we step into faith, we step into that understanding of history. And so therefore it means that we view everything that happens in the light of God's ongoing program, purposes of redemption and restoration. And so when things happen, we say, God, what is it you're doing? What are your purposes? How are you working them out in this season? I wonder how you respond and react to the stuff of culture, to the things that have been happening in our world in recent weeks. Do you go to God and say, God, what are your purposes? How are you working them out? We need to get over ourselves as we reflect on culture, reflect on the things that happen to us and ask the Lord what he is doing. Secondly, we need to get over ourselves and join in with God's assignment that he has for us. We need to get over ourselves and join in with God's assignment that he has for us. Chapter 42 presents Joseph with the perfect opportunity for revenge, for justice, for retribution. He can reveal himself to his brothers and he can kind of do with them what he would like. But instead, um, in the tests that he sets them, he opens up a journey for them towards reconciliation and to restoration of relationship. The tests that Joseph set them are about revealing their hearts. Have these guys changed? Um, can, can they be forgiven? Can they be restored? Joseph has a choice. He can choose what would be the natural human response actually to get even, or he can choose the God-given assignment he has to be a reconciler and to further God's purposes. And it's that that Joseph chooses. He chooses to step into his God-given assignment. Times of testing, times of pressure... Um, refine us and they reveal what's going on in our heart. That's what's happening for both the brothers and Joseph in this chapter. For the brothers, the tests that Joseph kind of puts them through uh, are tests that refine them, uh, that reveal are these guys um, learning from the mistakes of their past and are they up for saying sorry, repentance, and are they up for reconciliation? And as the chapter unwinds, we see that the answer is yes. But interestingly, it's also a test for Joseph. Joseph, here comes an opportunity where you could get even. But actually, will you be refined by the Lord and will you choose to accept your assignment not to get even, but to bring about reconciliation? Proverbs says, the crucible for silver, the furnace for gold, but the Lord tests the heart. And what that means is that God isn't a God who's kind of constantly giving us tests in order for us to jump through hoops to reach levels. But he's refining us, renewing us, making us more like Jesus. And the stuff of life are opportunities for us to step into what God is doing, how he is refining us. And the best way to do that is to accept our assignment. Paul in 2 Corinthians says that we have been given a ministry of reconciliation. That as Jesus has reconciled us to God, that we can be reconciled not just to him, but to one another. And that those of us who know this reconciliation need to pattern that in the world. Joseph is a type of Jesus. He is the aggrieved party, the one who has been sinned against, and he is the one who enables reconciliation. And as people who have received forgiveness and reconciliation in Jesus, we are called to do the same. 
We're called to step into assignment, an assignment of reconciliation, of following God's purposes and joining in with what he is doing. Do you know that God has an assignment for you? Do you know that it's to be a minister of reconciliation, to get over yourself, to love others and to be a reconciler? Chapter 42 tells us that Joseph chooses that. And what happens then is that things change elsewhere. I think the brothers go back and their hearts changed. Reuben is willing to offer up it's a bit strange, but he is willing to offer up his sons as collateral or equity um, but for um, Benjamin. But I think there's a sense there that actually he knows that it's going to be all right. And we end the chapter with Jacob operating still out of fear, but the brothers beginning to operate out of faith and out of wanting to see um, things move forward. And that's what happens when we receive reconciliation from Jesus and when we become reconcilers ourselves. That then f- spills out into other people and to other relationships. In every season, and this is one of those seasons big time, God is looking for people who will step up to the plate around being reconcilers, who will step up to the plate in getting over themselves and joining in with what he is doing. Looking for people who will step up to to the plate to extend his kingdom, to show his love. As things continue to be complicated in our world, How can you join in with what God is doing? How can you, um, in love, get over yourself and be an agent of reconciliation?